to the Making Laps Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host, Jesse Gleason. Yay. Our other co-host who hasn't been on in like 30 episodes, Phil, finally got his trailer out of my yard and will be moving to Florida shortly, so we wish him well. Uh, I'm he sure didn't have would... to move it all the way out of the yard, all the way to Florida. I mean, he could have just moved it, you know, to his house. I mean, that seems like an extra distance to cover, but hey, I mean, he can do what he wants. He's an adult. I miss Phil already. <laughs> No, you don't. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Shut up. Shut up. Well, I want to start the episode on another downer, but I kind of have to. Uh, this man. past well, this past week, uh, son of Mary and um, Howie Hodge, who have previously passed away, they were icons in the Northeastern racing circuit as photographers and just generally good people. Uh, their son Kevin Hodge uh, unexpectedly passed away this past week. Uh, he was a nice guy, just a genuinely nice guy. They were really just a nice family. Um, he was another, he, he loved photography. I don't think he did it like as much as the other, as his parents did, but, uh, he was a big Mopar guy. I know that. Um, but again, his presence will be sadly missed along the entire community of, of all racers and, and car fans alike around here. I know he was a big car show guy. So again, our condolences to the Hodge family. Uh, that's just unexpected and it really stinks, you know? So condolences are from us to them. It's like every week there's a condolences. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I don't think know that's it enough. It's 20, it's 2020, you know, go from here. Yeah, that's enough. We're enough. We're all done with that. Okay? We've, it's been enough. Seriously, this would be the year that Betty White kicked it. I mean, Jesus Christ at this point. Come on. Stop it. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, that's anyway. too far. So anyway, I want to make a uh, a little note about last week's show. I know last week uh, we you know played around with some um, some rumors that were going around about the '95 Cup team. The uh, what do they call again? <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank on literally everything already today, and uh, this is really Levine not Family well. Racing. That's who they are. Yeah, because um, I I put the notes. It says LFR, but up here that could mean any of two things. So it's like, oh boy, uh, which yeah, one is which it's, here? It's not the real LFR. <laughs> there's the real LFR, and then there's let's the not, folding LFR. Let's not get into that debate. But um, yeah, so we 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 thrown a bunch of different theories out there, and it's like, oh yeah, this is what we heard, and this is what we heard, and you know all these other rumors, and come to find out, like literally the day we put the podcast out, the news dropped of who actually purchased the charter and the assets for the team. And that was Spire Motorsports, and they came out and they had, and they had a interview on Dale Junior's podcast, the Dale Junior Download, where he basically grilled them for quite a while on what their business venture is like and what their um, future looks like in the series and what their intentions are. And and there's a lot of good information on that if you want to travel back a week and get that interview. But like that's the worst part of having a podcast drop the same day a news release drops when you're talking about like what you've heard through the industry for rumors, say. Well, I'm sure because, they didn't do it on purpose. No, no, that's just bad timing. Yeah. Because um, when people are listening, they're like, well, now you look kind of foolish, you know what I mean? So, I mean, like I said, I... But if I, we don't look foolish already. Well, I know, but I put the disclaimer out there before, you know, we even said anything about it. I said, look, the, the rumors we, li- we list on this podcast are simply rumors. We don't quote anybody we say look this is just what we're hearing take it as you want you know we're not saying that we're right we're not saying that this is the actual information but this is what we're hearing and it would be interesting if x and y and z happened so who is spire motorsports spire motorsports they're actually kind of an enigma they're they're a group who wasn't really into the whole ownership thing in nascar but they were a team of people like a company of people who they're like a marketing company and uh i believe they're also in the representation business as well like they might represent drivers and they also do like they do a a program 
through their business where they attract sponsors to big teams. You know, they probably get a percentage of the deal and stuff to bring sponsors to teams and stuff. But that's what they do. And like I said, if you listen to the Dale Jr. download, you listen to the guy's entire business. So they were involved in racing but never owned a car. Yeah, and then they basically purchased, I think they purchased Barney Visser's Furniture Row team cars at least, and they started their own team. And they basically run it off of whatever business dealings they do. Obviously, they're not like taking their business dealings, which is getting big paying sponsors for bigger teams and turning those sponsors towards themselves, you know. So they're they're holding up their end of their contract with the larger teams, but they basically run the program off of whatever they can come up with for themselves. So how but many car team is this going to be? From I think the it's going to – It's I believe it's going to two. Um, they're going to move the Spire Motorsports uh, team into that shop at the end of the year. So the 77 car, I believe, is what they run now. I believe it's also the same car that won last year at Daytona when it rained out with that kid, the 11 car in Xfinity. Justin Haley. That's it. I believe. Yeah, they only ran like four or five races. They don't run a lot, but yeah. well, I believe they do now. That they might run full and, time. Yeah, and Justin Haley won it in a rain shortened Daytona. A win's a win, but a win's a win. You know, they got the trophy and the money. But, so these people should have no problem attracting a sponsorship. Well, again, maybe we'll see Snap On on a car. Well, you do. You see it on Joey Logano's car. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but or not Brad's for a lot car. of money. I mean, they do take a lot of money, but most of their money is like future money. Like what mechanics owe them and stuff. Yeah, all their money is is tied up in loans because yeah. that guy has to have that ten thousand dollar rolling toolbox. It's like a pyramid scheme, <laughs> or a torque wrench that that dings at them. Bing. Hey. hey, you know, I buy Harbor Freight tools. I know nothing of this snap on stuff. Uh, so yeah, I mean, again, if you're really looking for what these guys actually do, they t- they did a great interview because Junior was a skeptic. So he had them on, and they basically laid their whole thing out in front of him. And he says, okay, well, you convinced me that you're not you know, doing this for other purposes, and you're doing it to try to become a, an actual cup team. And I guess they're trying to fulfill their own obligations contractually. What did he and, think that they were going to be? Uh, just a money-making scheme or a field filler or something like that. You know, just, just somebody trying to make money off the sport, basically. So that's what I that's what I took away from it. So he thought they were a team that bought bought a team and attention hoarded themselves, but may not actually do. Well, it. he was, you know, there's a part I left out in that, and it was that they purchased the uh, charter from the seventy no no from the ninety five team. They also purchased the seventy eight charter. It was the seventy eight, right? The Furniture Row car that was 78. yeah seventy seven seventy eight yeah. Okay, so they purchased the charter from Furniture Row. Uh, I think one of them, and I believe they they said that they also buy and sell charters. I'm like, okay. Um, so they purchased uh, they purchased so maybe this. That's what, yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of iffy sounding. So they purchased this. That's like that's like buying up somebody like buying up the rights to say, for example, like Richard Shoulders Racing's website and then selling it back to them. Yeah, right. Something like, like, like holding uh-huh. onto the site. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's sons of bitches. It's difficult to cheeky bastards. It's difficult for me to remember off the top of my head, but yeah, that's kind of what they thought they were doing, like just kind of investing in Uh these types of things and trying to make a little bit of money off the top of them. Um, But he said, you know, the market was up and down on them, and right now they're coming back. So he's like, he purchased that one. I don't, I don't know what they're really doing, but like I said. Um, time will tell on everything. So. What's the what's the benefit of a charter though? Why can't you just I get your a, own charter? There's a limited number of them, and I believe a charter guarantees you a starting spot. Oh, uh, okay. So it's basically a guarantee. It's like a provisional. Basically, sort of. I believe that's what it does. A yeah, guaranteed like, provisional into the race. It's a guaranteed start in every race. You know what I liked about drag racing? There was never provisional. Nope. He's a qualified, and you could have been Don Perdome, and if you didn't make the show. He didn't make the show. I love which that. Which is rare. But yeah. No, I just it, I really man. like I like that idea. Just if you don't make it, you don't make it. It just sucks yeah. to be you. But with how money is made in the sport now and how big name sponsors just 
they they're dependent. Everything is dependent upon the car being seen and being in there, and the, and the yeah, money two is just so much different now. Teams are too big now. to fail now. Yeah, so the charter system has to be there so that the money stays in it. So it's difficult, but hmm, it's not our call. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So anyway, again, you know, having news that drops the day of is kind of like, oh, you look stupid, but that wasn't our intention. <laughs> so, come on, don't bullshit me. Yeah, I know. So anyway, moving towards, let's let's bring this thing up a bit, okay? Let's bring this show up. It started off kind of slow. It started off kind of down in the dumps. Phil's leaving. Boo. Kevin, Kevin dies. Spires trying to make money off of other people or something. I don't know. I'm, don't quote me on that. I'm just making a joke. But, okay, here's some good news. Let's throw some good news in. Stafford Motor Speedway adds 500 bucks to the street stock purse and makes it, from what they said on their press release, but I don't see it on their uh, purse payout uh, website, you know, the page where it, should, it tells you the rundown of all the purses and stuff. I, didn't, I don't know if they updated that or not. But it says it made it 350 bucks to win regular events, and it bumped it up to 45 bucks to start, which is more than they've ever had, thanks to Big House Racing and Sunoco. So they bumped the purse up, which is very nice. That's some good news, right? Hey, that's great news. We will have other purse news pertaining to another Connecticut racetrack coming up later in the show. Yeah, didn't one racetrack want to bump purses down? One did, but there's a twist to that tale. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The street stocks, since they took the AVM or restrictor plate off at Stafford, have more than proved themselves to be a worthy and excellent show to watch for the fans. So, reward them, which is what Stafford did. They gave them, they, 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 as a racetrack, imagine this, a racetrack doing this, they go out and they find division sponsors and they Whoa. and they reward the races. Stop it right there. See everyone, we're coming from a place called Thompson and they don't do that there. Or at least they didn't. You know. So, we're not used to this type of thing. They didn't have to sell stickers no. for 10, 15 bucks a piece. With the save the purse STP stickers for 20 bucks and bring their <laughs> own money in to make sure that they could be able to race like the- Don't put that sponsor on your car. Put that to the track, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah, put it all. You, <laughs> give it to, if you give have, it to Terry. If you have money, then everyone else should have money. Holy shit! <laughs> Jesse's like, ding, communism. <laughs> Don't put a sponsor on your car. Put it at the racetrack, and then everyone will benefit. From half it. shall go to the state. Half shall go to the proletariat. Correct. <laughs> It's true because uh, Moose tried to sponsor a race at Waterford, and half the purse had to go to the pocket of the of the of the owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when was that? Um, Post nineteen ninety five. Oh, okay. uh, so that's a, we're talking a big window here, and then we know who was probably running the show back then. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, during the Terry era, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, I wanted to put this, uh, give the street stocks a more uh, lucrative purse. Okay, well, okay, so give me, uh, you know. It was, I think you want to put five hundred to the purse. Well, okay, well give me two fifty, and then we'll give uh, two fifty to the street stocks. No, it's supposed to make the purse bigger for the for the street stocks or attract more attention. Yeah, we're not, and bring more cars in. How is that going to help if you're not going to want to bring more reward, cars in for only two fifty? If you reward the racers by sponsoring <sighs> them, it takes some burden of the purse off of you, and, the, and it makes them incentive. Or it gives them incentive to put on a better show. This is Edmund more money flow. is better racing. The back gate, yeah, you got to take care of it. The, the if you reward the back gate, the back, more back gate fees will follow. You got to remember, this is coming from somebody who literally, oh, I heard that. these words come out of his mouth. Said, "If I pay them more, then they'll spend more money on their race cars," which is the dumbest logic I've ever heard. Yes. You know what? If you do pay me more, then I'll be able to afford tires. So, yeah, I'll put that money back in my race car. So, yeah, I will. But why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. Pay them more, they'll race If they harder. pay them more, racers will be able to afford how to race easier. Now, I should ask, um, Chris Meyer is a street stock competitor, Stafford, Thompson, Waterford, wherever the hell he wants to race right now. Yes. His brother, Danny owns DNL services. I believe he's also the new track welder. 
at Waterford. Get out of there. God damn it. Uh, just let him eat it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Put it on the floor, though. <sighs> Sorry, my cat's eating whatever's left of my whatever. son's mac and cheese that he left on his table. Just put him on the floor so he doesn't walk on us and claw us. Get over here, you big fat cat. It is version number four. Ow! <laughs> that didn't go well. I'm sorry. So. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Anyway, what about, anyway let's restart that. Um, so, Chris Meyer is an, as a street stock competitor at Thompson, Waterford, Stafford, wherever he wants to race right true. now, which is good because we want some right. return on He's investment. Versatile. Okay. Right. Yes. So, his brother Dan owns, I believe it's called DNL Services, no free ads, but uh, he is also. Pay me, blurp it out. <laughs> No, but he, they own that, and he's also the new track welder at Waterford, from what I've heard. He's got this big mobile truck. I think it was like a used postal vehicle. That yes, he, he sponsors Victory Lane, and the mm-hmm. banner's made by Critical Signs. Yes, go on. Uh, I believe he put money towards a division for their person stuff, so I'd, I'm curious to know if that is the same down there now or not. So I'd have to ask. What's that part? What's that? Part of the money goes to the owner and part goes to the division. Or if they just say, nope, nope, you're sponsoring the division. Like it's going to go to the division. It's a good question. You have to contact management for that one. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that if it was the other way around, I'm sure something would have been said. So anyway, why don't we keep with some good news for local racing, specifically Stafford. And say, here is some extra good news coming their way. NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour returns to Stafford on September 22nd. Now, with the tour up here, there's been some serious problems getting dates because of how Connecticut does things. With, uh, with New Hampshire and their larger capacity uh, restrictions, I believe they're up to 50%. Mm-hmm. Connecticut's only 25 so it's really tough to put on these tour races with the restrictions and make money, like, good money well it's tough because they travel a lot all over and then the states have quarantine have uh, uh quarantine rules and things uh i don't know what it is if you're rhode island and you go to this state uh i know it's hard to go to the rhode island massachusetts border um which is why seekonk isn't running because there's so many state restrictions on those things you know it's really funny so there's many different tour people around and you you just don't know what if, if somebody's going to be quarantined for 14 days they're going to get screwed you know it's really funny yes. if you look down south at like all the southern states yeah it's like normal down there <laughs> yeah i don't know Did, i mean everywhere I don't know what's out going of, on anywhere out of new england you gotta go 14 days based basically as far as this state's concerned but no! i know i watched like stop it well it was perfect timing it was actually pretty good <laughs> but uh I, I watch a lot of videos from like florida and stuff and they're just like yeah we're doing things normally i'm like oh that must be nice so, so yeah so so stafford's had a, a lot of issues with tour racing getting getting any sort of dates going right now especially with the restrictions and nonsense going on i wouldn't say it's like thompson because i don't think they've put any work into getting toward dates until the new guys came in and showed up if you read or listened to last week's episode but so they finally got that date again it's on uh, september 22nd tentatively obviously everything is up in the air with this stupid year going on however they scored another modified date of very high value try track open modified series at stafford october 24th 10 thousand dollars to win which is like every tri-track race that's but, the right amount yeah 10 grand why not sounds good to me with the level those guys put on there's five ten thousand dollar shows all over the midwest and everything that's what they should be doing some big buck shows yeah get open, the people interested open tour type modifieds will put on a show if you dangle a dollar bill in front of their face and trust me they always do those guys know what they're doing when it comes to promoting this stuff. Have and there ever all... been a bad one? I don't think there has. No, it's never been a There's bad been one. a lot of controversial ones because guys just run each other over for money, but I mean... This is true, but you know... This, why uh... wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be actually kind of nice to see somebody get thrown out for $10,000 and then have it sent to second place. And then oh. he gets a gift and... Oh, yeah, that'd be oh. great. Make that call. Have some balls. Well, I think yeah. it was yesterday or today where Sid shared the video from 2014 at Seekonk where 
uh, Norm Wren came from like fourth on the last lap to win the thing because everybody beat the crap out of each other at Seekonk. That was a hell of a show. <laughs> were we there that night? Yes, we were. We, we were, were there filming that there night. that night. Yep, I was over in turn three at the pit gate filming. And let me tell you something. Have those three guys beating the shit out of each other coming towards was my I camera? I believe you were. I believe you're on main cam. Oh yeah, I yeah. might have been eight bears deep, but I got the footage. Yeah, I, I was over in turn three gate and or yeah, turn three gate behind yeah. the pit wall. And yeah, like I said, those guys coming at you beating the crap out of each other for ten grand was a hell of a sight. That was back before they fixed the bump in three. So anyway, we might as well stay with Stafford on this one. Uh, no, no, you know, news of new races and stuff yet, but I just gave you those. So why don't I give you the Friday night results? They didn't run a two race weekend; they ran only Friday night. This was the it was supposed to be the bring the return, I should say, of the Governor's Cup. It's something that they used to run. I think back in the 60s and the 70s. And it was like an extra distance modified race. And it was supposed to be for some money. I guess they couldn't really pool as much money together as they wanted to. So they actually brought the distance back a little bit. It might have been 50 laps. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on any of that. Um, but I know they called it the Governor's Cup. So so for limited late models, Andrew Durand found his way to victory lane. I believe it was the third time already this year. Uh, street stock Zach Robinson is back on form, killing them yet again. I believe I've said his name a lot this year so far. It feels like I've said it every week. Yeah, well, it just feels like it, you know. Well, for yeah, one reason or another, I've said it every week. And they, and they, yeah, they, they've got they that thing hooked right up. They yeah. just do, you know. Uh, SK Lights Derek Deb has picked up his second win. Uh, he's a rookie, I believe. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Paula Root won the late model race. He said in victory lane that he was so surprised that he was, he actually won that thing that he didn't even have his mask on him. And I'm like, doesn't your suit have pockets, Paul? Come on. Yeah. And, uh, from the scuttlebutt that I heard in the pit area, our old buddy Joe Brockett set up the top three cars that finished that race. Um, Joe's a good friend of ours and Phil, who is not on the episode, and I know he sets up Zach Robinson's car, so Joe's got it going. Phil, on. who is no longer with us, rest in peace, Phil. We shouldn't we shouldn't meme that because we do say some <laughs> bad shit every single week. Somebody passes away. We shouldn't probably joke about that because you know Phil's going to get eaten by an alligator or a sinkhole or a whatever sinkhole, spider. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think his house is brand new? It's probably a sinkhole. Eaten by a hurricane. Eaten by. Oh, did Locust. you did you, you want to hear the latest Florida news that he told me? What's that? They have native, quote-unquote, tarantulas now. Oh, God. <laughs> why wouldn't they? Of course. Why wouldn't they? Just, you know what? Just, just tear open down, the borders just, and, you know, we'll just have every country be like Australia, okay? That's yeah, just tear down be. the sign that says Florida yeah. and put little Australia. It'll be perfect. You can, let, you know, let some kangaroos loose. I thought they had, like, wild emus, too, at some point. No, yeah. Christ Almighty! Yeah, well, maybe we should call Australia, you know, uh, Flor Diet Florida, because guess what? We own them. Okay, we tell them what to do. Let's just call them Big Florida, because well, Big Florida, because, because we're it's America, pretty much we're the like center Florida. of the fucking universe. We tell them what to do. No, they're let's see. Florida. Australia is <laughs> a lot like Florida. Yeah, because everything, like all the populated areas, are all around the edge. Yep. And then there's absolutely shit all in the middle. Yeah. And that's like Florida. It's like the Everglades in the middle. There's nothing in the middle of Florida. And everybody lives around it. Mostly, yeah. And there's tarantulas. Tarantulas, <laughs> giant snakes, spiders. <laughs> I'm good. Alligators. Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm good on that. Crashed airplanes from drug runners. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Just don't go in the middle of it. That's all. Good luck, Phil. Best of luck, dude. And watch out for the meth heads. <laughs> <laughs> He's becoming Florida man. Anyway, so the round out the night was the Governor's Cup SK race. Chase Dowling went what two wins in a row? Yeah, that's tough to do with Stafford. It's real tough to do two wins in a row at Stafford. Is like I don't know, that's pretty damn hard. Didn't uh, Ryan Priest go like four or five races in a row and they tore his car down to the frame, like a yeah. bare frame in in Tech one night? Yeah, <laughs> I still remember that. They were looking for. 
everything. And they well, they didn't find... check his pockets, did they? They didn't find anything, did they? No. They might have checked his pockets. I believe they actually took a metal detector and wanded everybody after the race, too. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. But there is one curious thing that I found on looking at pictures of the uh, winning Chase Dowling car. And I know he's run, uh, he's on the Dan Avery team this year. He's like a third car, he's the number 22 car. Now, we talked earlier a couple episodes ago about them possibly having a dispute, not really a dispute, I'd say more of a discussion and an agreement. Let's just say that. Let's be kind. Are they talking in all caps or? I don't think so. I don't think. If they were talking in all caps, I don't think anybody would have a right. What are are we talking about, though? Engine. We're talking about engine power. And, like, there was always that rumor that the last couple episodes we were talking about, they might have, you know, parked the cars because, well, Chase got wrecked and they don't have enough power. And the drivers keep saying they don't have enough power and they don't have enough power. This and that, you know. So they might have parked them to get a little bit of funds together and maybe fix it up and get the cars back ready, right? So they came out for the 5K, and I guess they were a little bit better. Uh, But then Chase goes two for two. But I looked in the victory lane photos, and I noticed a different sticker on the hood than what was there before on those Dan Avery cars, because Dan usually has all his engines built by the same people. And I saw a Pettit sticker on the hood of Chase's car. Now, I don't know if they brought an engine to the deal there or if... um, Dan had, you know, an engine done or whatever happened there, but that's definitely not the same sticker that I've seen on the hood of Dan Avery's cars. So I'm just kind of putting that out there as an observation. Off the record, what was on there before? Uh, Ridgeway and Rad's. I don't know what the heck it was. Rad? No, I don't think it was Donnie Rad. I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe Donnie had a helping hand in it. Maybe helping Dino or something. It just said Rad's. I believe Ridgeway and Rad's. I don't know what it was. It it was a funny sticker because it was almost a little bit weird to me. It said it says water heated by, and I'm like, if your engine's only heating water, that's not good. I want power. Put power by. You know what I mean? I want power. It's it's like uh, bad feng shui. No, bad juju. Bad something. Whatever. Either way. Again, that you you project out into the universe what you want, and it'll come back to you. Some one of those deals, okay. you know. I don't want my engine to just heat water. I want it to be powerful. So, that's all I got for Stafford this week, I believe. <laughs> I think we covered all the good stuff for them. But like I said, new dates, new purse, things are looking up. Let's just keep the ball rolling here, Stafford. Now, what about the rundown for... uh, I know we do a rundown every week, which we probably really shouldn't because... No disrespect, but I mean, by airtime, everybody has already figured out who won the race and where everybody finished. You know, the tracks have their own press releases and whatnot. Mm -hmm. However... It seems to be hard to find and discover the, the water for press releases. I was going to get to that in a few minutes, actually. Oh, um, well, maybe, you know, if we did some show prep. Um, <laughs> I knew that I wouldn't be interrupting you with this um, new... Actually, theme. that's not this next topic, but it's the topic after that. Does that count? So should so I, I just shut close. up and, you know, and wait my turn? Yes. Okay, so I was going to go into, and I need you to pull this up on the old Google Chrome there so we can look at the picture together and we can actually go through this now we oh. have received the oh this the new thompson purse structure that was mm. posted after the announcement of the pass and act affiliation you know the mayberry and oh cat's knocking oh, stuff it, over hey michaud uh, affiliation well so, funnily enough it's kind of, it, you know, it's it's strange to me when you see a racetrack say, hey, by the way, um, times are tough. Why don't you guys take a huge pay These cut? These are old. Oh, the Thin Wheats? Yeah, don't eat those. They're not great. No. God. It's gross. But anyway, it's, it's just strange to us to watch a racetrack say, hey, by the way, times are tough. Can you guys take a pay cut? And we're like, no. Why don't you just do some work? And it's funny to me when these two guys show up, you know, Tom Mayberry, Chris Michaud, show up and is like, hey, by the way, we put a couple races together. We're already working with NASCAR. We got some dates together. We got the tech staff on board. We got the the the, the weekly shows, divisions. We're They're getting races. We're, we're getting, getting purses. Races. We're getting, we're getting purses. things we're getting, together. Right. We got everything going. By the way, here's your purse. And here's the outsiders. 
These guys are not even from Connecticut. They're not even from close by. And so look at, a, okay, here's the thing. Thompson Speedway, they made headlines with how insulting, and there's no other way to put that, their purse was at the start of the year, right? It was like 400 bucks to win an SK race. That's how much, or it's like 50 bucks more, or I think it might have been 450 to win. Who the hell cares? It's almost comparable to what Stafford pays an SK Light to win. It's like 350 to win an SK Light race up there. So now these guys come together, and it's like, hey, by the way, uh, SKs are going to be 1500 to win. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rock and roll. Yeah. It used to be, here's the kicker, it used to be 1400 That's right. It's now 1500 mm-hmm. And the overall, it's $200 to start an SK race. I've noticed that these guys, I'm looking through every single purse structure, okay? We'll get into all of them in a minute. But every single purse structure shows more money just to start than ever before, okay? Now, obviously, the purses to win are comparable to pretty much everywhere around here, with the exception of, I think Chris Michaud kind of got his way on this one, the late models are $1,200 to win. God damn. That's a lot. They used to get seven. That's a... That's a big increase. That's a big <laughs> increase. Yeah, they're also 175 just to start. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, that's pretty good. Sportsmen took a little hit. They used to be 500 to start. They're now to th- win. Oh wait, I'm sorry. It used to be 500 to win. Yes, my brain's not working. Obviously, it used to be 500 to win. It's now 350. However, it used to be what? 25, 20, 25 to start. To start. It's now a hundred dollars to start. Now a hundred to start. So I almost, I can't it's really not, complain I, about that too much. I wouldn't complain at all. It's like okay, three fifty to win a hundred bucks to start is way better than three fifty to win twenty bucks to start. I would take that any day. That's, That's fine. Whatever. I'm not even going to complain. That's fine. And if there's any other, you know, uh, purses or contingency or, bonuses, contingencies or incentives, I'm sure they'll be along the way and they'll announce them whenever they want to. Put on a good show. Um, how and yes, yeah, SK Light modifies three fifty to win. Also, that's pretty comparable to Stafford. Many stocks got a fifty buck uh, uh, raise, and as far as winning is concerned, they're at two hundred now. Two hundred bucks to win a mini stock that's race good. ain't bad, except pretty... they pay way more in engine price than we do with the sportsman with the crate motors. Yeah, so. but they're not communists, and they can at least show for that. And you don't. And let me be honest, they suffer for it too because they blow engines up constantly, and they're not great. Well, they change the rules and make them balanced. Put a <laughs> put a dampener on the crankshaft. Yeah, double the price of your engine. So, Fuck I'm not that. paying eight to ten grand for a mini stock engine. Y'all can screw yourself. Anyway, it's just heads. God. Anyway, <laughs> no, you got to keep the bottom end together. That takes a lot of work. Well, for power. But I mean, yeah. I know. So, but you know, there's one thing also about the purse structure that's that the the. Uh, the the purses to start don't go up much until you crack into the top ten. Then the figures start to go up once you're in the top ten. So it seems like the incentive is to get into the top ten and get going. Yeah, I'm just trying to look anyway. around the corner here, but yeah, to to reward them anyway. Mostly on average, they don't start going up from the start up until you get into the top ten. They don't I very mean, much. Co- the t- the sportsman's more of a top ten division. Many stocks are a top ten division. Um, some of the other ones are even top like 13, the SK Light, top like 13, 13, top 15. But yeah. I mean, that, who really cares? You know, it, it doesn't really matter. That's still a good purse structure. Let's, I mean, that's can we be fair and say that the sportsmen are? It's fine for them to step it up like that because our tires are really hard up there, and they last a lot longer than like at Stafford or when Waterford had Hoosiers. Hoosiers don't last nearly as long as the American racers. Mm-hmm. And for as heavy and as much as our cars slide around in the sportsman, it's better to have a harder tire. So, yeah, okay, we can take the purse and kind of stretch it out a little bit. So, whatever. It's not that bad, especially if you compare it to Stafford. Um, Stafford is about the same. So, yeah, that's fine, whatever. You know, and, and there's there's nothing wrong with Stafford's Stafford. Stafford's 350 to start, but or 350 to win and like 40 bucks to start. Yeah, so, I mean, that's not that. That's not terrible. Again, either. it's not 25 bucks. It'll get you in the gate at that night, you know. Yeah. Whatever you pay uh, your gate again. Fee. That's that's uh, what do you call that? Fair market value. Yeah, that's it is what we'll it call is. That, we'll call this a fair market value purse. We can't expect everybody to pay. But for Thompson, bucks to start you know. Great for Thompson. This new group should be in. Uh, the current group should just get take a hike. They're, you and, know what's funny is and I have the officiating staff too that he hired. They can all take a hike too. Um, 
to be honest, uh, if these guys drain take, the swamp, here's what Mashad and Mayberry need to do. They need to insert their own staff completely. Race con- race control, tech yes. staff. Yes, they can they can keep the rules. I don't give a damn. Uh, or or they can make them the same as like Waterford, like the rules used to be. Or yeah. even like I said, they can insert their. I don't even care. Same as Stafford or Waterford. Um, but, but the biggest bitch I got is that they gave the crate motors headers in the sportsman division, but they didn't give the open motors anything. Give the open motors a four barrel. <laughs> that would even it up. That's don't right. give don't give the crate motors who are already overpowered. And I own one. Trust me, I can blow by a, a built motor no problem. Um, don't give them twenty more horsepower and torque with headers. That's not going to even it out. That's just incentivizing Stafford cars to come. Anyway, that's my bitch for the day. But yeah, this new purse structure is right back to where it should be. Um, these two guys just know what. Like I said, you can tell when people are in power when they know what they're doing. And these guys are obviously doing the right thing, and they know what to do. So yeah, they've gone two steps forward. You know, yeah. despite everybody else taking a step back at the place. It's it, just, the best thing for Thompson to do, put these guys in charge, sit back, and, and let, let them run their it. own thing, clear house, <laughs> and make everything more objective. You want to get the, if John, there's a million things wrong with racing, there's a million things right with racing. But the but an objective uh, staff and management is probably the number one. Uh, and un- is probably the or that lack thereof is the number one reason why racers quit. It, it's never cost. That's yeah. bullshit. If if Jonathan Honing, which I know he does not give a damn about the oval track, if he wants to do his own thing with the road course, let these two guys take care of the oval track. Insert their own staff. Insert everything, and just sit back at his desk with his hands behind his head like this, and collect whatever money he gets for what they do. Fine. Just let them do what they want. Let them have extra pass races. Let them have more ACT races. Who yeah. gives a damn? Let them let them have the playground, and they will make money because of it. Yeah. Everyone will work out in the end. Now, I think we'll go into what you were talking about with Waterford results. <laughs> so, speedball results from Saturday. Motherfucker, I'll chew his ass up. <laughs> It seems the Speed Bowl has a lot of divisions, man. I'm telling you what. First two races of the year, let me count these. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I believe they've had eight divisions. There's eight. Each race <laughs> on Saturday nights. It's like, how many do you need, bro? You got as many divisions as they have cars. Good Great. gravy. You want a new car? Go have a division. <laughs> but no, um, so let's go Yay! through the we let's go through the results here. Uh, Keith Rocco made a rare appearance at the Speed Bowl. I don't think he's raced there since 2018. And I don't think anybody's raced there since 2018. Uh, he won the SK feature, and he retains his place, or extends his place as the leading winner at that racetrack. I think that was like his one, what was it, 151 wins? Something absurd. Just a ridiculous number. In the late models, Ryan Morgan picked up the win. Uh... I'm not sure how many cars they had. I really wish I'd looked because I know with Seacock not running, <laughs> I know with Seacock not running, it's a golden opportunity for those guys to come and at least run their stuff for a purse. They did get paid, okay? They are getting paid when they race at Waterford. That's not a thing that happens anymore. That's, you know, getting paid is normal now. So I'd like to see more late models show up. I think it would be fun. Where else the hell are you going to run at ACT Tour races? It's a freaking long haul. Sportsman feature, Al Stone III returned and went to victory lane. I won! I won! So he, <laughs> obviously, the I believe he's the division's leading winner. Uh, like I said, guy just picked up right where he left off. I mean, I've heard rumblings of him going back there and not going back to Stafford. I kind of doubt it. I don't really know. Again, rumors are rumors. Don't take anything I say with, you know, any sort of resolve, so... Mini stocks. Mark Panaroni went to victory lane. His first race in a while in, at Waterford and his first win this year. And I, I believe it was also his first race. But if you stick Mark Panaroni. He didn't get thrown out either. Not this time. He Sorry, didn't get Mark. DQ'd. Sorry, Mark. But no, he. Uh, but they know how to attack a 2 5 now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. 
Your words. Anyway, uh, so anytime you insert the guy into a mini stock, he's going to compete. Like, it's just no doubt. Right. Yeah, that's you know, true. It just, there's no doubt about it. I don't, I don't care which car it is, he will compete. I believe uh, our boy um, Dougie finished second, didn't he? He might have. Yeah, he was very disappointed. I bet he was. It's nice to be disappointed with the second. Yeah. It is. It's a nice thing. You dumb. hate it. But you're st- it's still nice to be able to be disappointed by second. He was, he you have to be in a good I heard place. He was on suicide watch. Yeah. You know what's funny is I've definitely finished second more times than I've won, <laughs> and I hate it every time. Okay, so SK Lights ran. Travis Hydar won in his first ever SK Light race. Yeah, picked up the win in his first ever SK Light race, which. I always have the debate with Phil. I'm like, if you come out of a street stock, racing an SK Light must be easy. Like, it's got to be like a go-kart. And that proved it to me. So thank you, Travis Hydar, for vindicating my opinion. Um, the former Nicole Morgillo, she came back. She's Nicole Tebow, obviously. She had twins. She's come back to racing, and she finished third. I believe they put the car... Yep, they finished third. They picked up the... Or they put the car, and they made it in SK Light. So she came back to that division. And again, P3, not bad. Legends cars. Connor Holderback. I really hope I pronounced your name properly. You, (laughs) he won the, I know. He won the Legends race. I really hope they're getting good cars. I got to go on race monitor. Again, Waterford says they're having internet issues, but guys, you got smartphones, you got signal. Let's just start posting stuff off of those. You don't have to have the full, complete, like, official rundown. Just post the damn thing on your phone. You can do that. You can type. Your thumbs work. I, I say that, and it's probably somebody lost them in the war. You know. So, truck race. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Okay, so truck race. Alan Coates came back and won. But Kenny started last and finished second. I'd like to see them have some more trucks. They should call up the uh, Exit Realty guys and be like, hey, come race. But who knows? And in the open street stock race, which I believe they had, like, uh, they gave an an option to the Seacon guys. Like, hey, we'll put a division out if you want to come run. Yeah, they posted, yeah, they posted an open street stock rules because the surrounding tracks have been, yeah, there have been several cars that had to park it because Seacon closed. So yeah. I thought it was a really interesting call to bring that division up and have like three Lincoln Camaros and everything come in. And give them maybe somewhere to some run. Some guys up north, you know, that can't run. Who knows? Yeah. yeah That's pretty them, good. Give them a place to run, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they got some cars. Yeah. Local Sean Monahan won that race. But I did see a whole ton of uh, Seacon guys show up and <laughs> let somebody else win. So, uh, we got some good news for Waterford as well, all right? Not just the fact that they're open, not just the fact that they have eight goddamn divisions every (laughs) Saturday night. Um, They have a new date for, and this came... They came out with a new date, I believe it was today, for the Granite State Pro Stock Series. Ooh. Yeah. Ray Christian was super stoked on that, friend of the podcast, Ray Christian. Yeah. could hear his pucker, his butthole pucker from here. He was like, "Ooh, I know up. Homer." You know, they are coming back to Waterford Saturday, September twenty sixth. They're gonna have the granite. Oh. St- he is a Homer. Waterford is his track. Homer again. I, uh, anytime you bring those guys, they put on a pretty good show. So, I just wish we could get the goddamn grandstands opened up. We need fans. We need fans come back. It's boring without them. I just want them back. It's so bad. But I know Stafford's doing really good work with their online stuff, and they're really doing a lot of good work with their point fund and stuff that we've touched on earlier. And I really want to—I want a lot of other tracks to get on it, and I don't think Waterford can do that because their internet connection, internet situation. I know they're still kind of in construction; they're half in construction still. So um, big, I know, still waiting on that call that, from so. Sid to sell this thing on the internet. Waiting for that. Yep. You know what's funny is early on in the Sid's view thing, like about halfway through when we were at Waterford. Yeah. I walked up to him and said, "Hey, I got a great idea." Here's the marquee. And I hold my hands up like, Sid's view, live. Yeah. Now look at us. <laughs> Pennyless with good ideas. Yep. Pennyless with good ideas while everyone else is streaming videos. We are not a with the times. Oh, well. That's just 
I guess that's our problem. But uh, I heard that Riverhead has their own um, streaming service as well. So if you want to watch races from Riverhead, I believe it's riverheadraceway.tv. I really wish I'd looked that up. <laughs> but no, Google Riverhead Speedway Raceway, and they I know it's definitely got the – they got like the same hosting thing as Stafford. I believe it's like through Speedsport or somebody. So, yeah, Riverhead has their own streaming stuff now. So if you pay, right. you can watch Riverhead. Uh, yeah, so – but New York is having a problem with the COVID thing. Yeah. I think uh, Lemon Valley had to postpone a few races lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I thought they did. Or going Unless to. the Valley just ran out of schedule or something. I don't know what happened there. Nobody – I didn't look into it. I heard rumblings of it, but I didn't really look into it. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if they were like – uh, that close to seasonal or something, but I don't, I don't, I thought they ran later than this, so it must be something with the state. Like, I can remember seeing dates for them when we would go up there in September or something, so I don't really know, but it's unfortunate. Now, I'll start branching out a little bit. I heard that Sammy Ramu won the, we talked about the Tri Track series earlier, but he won the Tri Track race at Monadnock. And I, I guess there was a little bit of controversy. Uh, I guess there were some cars moved around. I don't have the story. Right I don't have the whole story on that, so I won't comment on it. I didn't see any video of it. I just know that uh, Sammy came down with the win, and I, I do like watching these tour type modifieds race at short tracks like this because it really kind of opens up for any kind of budget team to be able to compete. You might not win, but you can compete. And I wouldn't say that Sammy's team is really low, low budget because of the co- equipment that he has. But I wouldn't say that he's a Doug Kobe or a Justin Bonsignor. You know what I mean? Or a Money Matt. Yeah, or a Money Matt Hirschman who owns his own chassis business, for God's sakes. Um, but anyway, finishing second in that race was track local Brian Roby. Now, Brian races their NHSTRA Modifieds, which is essentially an SK mm-hmm. with a 604 crate and a four barrel. And he finished second in a tri track race. Second. Yeah. He's probably 200 horsepower down on those guys. Yeah. But he can keep with them. And you know what's funny is I watched these guys with these 604 crates in the four barrels in an SK. And I'm like, man, why can't we try that around here? I bet you that would put on a pretty good show. No, I know what you're going to say. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. I know. You know what's funny is I watched that. Try. I, I went to Minadnock for one Shut of the. Shut the fuck up, fat man. I, I've been COVID snacking. Sorry. I've, I went to the tri-track race uh, earlier this year. Well, a couple months ago. And I watched those NHSTRA mods with the 604 in the crate. and or In the four barrel. And... Man, it looked like SKs. It just... Shut the fuck up, fat man. I'm not going to be quiet about this. It's... They didn't look much different. Like, they just didn't look that much different. Like, speed and and drive off and and everything. It's just it didn't really look much different than an SK. I'm sure it does. They all have, you know, big wide tires and nerf bars and left side, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's still fucking communism. It might be... Man, this ain't none of your goddamn business. It might be communism in your eyes, but in my eyes, it's it's might be one of the necessary evils to save short track asphalt racing. Costs are way too high. Purses are way too low. Interest is way down. More cars increases interest. So let's get more cars going. They're not gonna shut me up. Fuck you. I can say what I want. I still got Nazi bullets in my head. Ah, the Nazi bullet. <laughs> Shit gets me every time. They don't have all kinds of crate, you know. They have crate motors out in the Midwest too, but you know what? They still got a ton of fucking sprint cars with big badass motors, and there's just shit. What the hell you think they got the Tri Track series for? That's like a 410 sprint car. Come on. Gone, (laughs) fuck. That's not what I am. Anyway, so we're not getting into this discussion. No, Jesse and I will always be at odds on this. There is no question, and there's no sense in even trying to debate it. I like turtles. Yep. <laughs> He's just jealous that I have a crate and can race. I'm bi. You're bi. Are we all a little bi? I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. I am actually pansexual. I am transgender. 
and they're all communists. Okay. Why don't we go into something I know nothing about and just cap the NASCAR national races because they were at the Daytona road course. And let's be fair and say that this was a shit show. (laughs) And I loved every single Say let it die. Let Second it die. It. Let it die. Let it shrivel up and come on. Who's with me, huh? This it, I watched the Arca race the night before, which I was, didn't see that one. It, I watched it on NBC Sports Track Pass, whatever. I watched the Myrtle Beach race on Track Pass and oh, I almost cried. That's gonna be the last topic on here because see, that's because we yeah. didn't do show prep. I'll go right. shut up now. But anyway. I watched the Arca race, and that thing, it rained, it lightninged, so it got delayed and delayed and delayed. They ran it at night. It was actually really good. I mean, yeah, it was really strung out. There weren't a lot of cars because that's Arca. Arca is worthless, really, now. Um, But the battle for the lead was really good towards the end. And Michael Self and uh, I forget who the hell else he was battling with because it was like Friday night, and I don't remember anything. Um, But they were just door banging you know it was it was great racing it was a little damp out i mean they had i think they still had wet tires on it was just a battle and i know michael self came back and won that one uh but it was it was a shit show guys over shooting corners sliding through wet grass crashing into crap beating each other up and i'm like wow if that's any indication the rest of these races are going to be shit shows so i watched the xfinity race and i think i watched that in the garage you know working on the race car for once Mm-hmm. And I believe Austin Sindrick came away with the win, and I'm like, oh great, yeah, wins five out of the last six races. Okay, now it's starting to get boring. Same guy winning all the time. Yeah, it's just boring. Sorry, it is. But it was all kinds of silly because the changing track conditions and trying to race in Florida. He almost didn't. I mean, he had good competition for most of that race. You know, uh, he did. Uh, the '98 car was a badass, but not at the end. No, he he messed up. <laughs> yeah. He stepped on his dick and and ran into the grass and destroyed his car. I think on if it was completely dry conditions all the time, I don't think we would have seen such silly races like if the grass wasn't so torn up and if the track wasn't a little damp here and there. I think it was just you know there could have been weepers here and there. There could have been little puddles that guys on were road courses. On. They I mean, should raise the frame height, or not the frame height, but the ground height. They should raise the ground minimum. Yeah, the the minimum ride height, the minimum mm-hmm. height should be for it should be up a little bit, you know, because you if you you can't these are stock cars and you're crashing them into the grass. The grass kills you. That's yeah, not right. I mean, I watched That's so lame. I watched Justin Haley just kind of clip the apron coming through the bus stop, and that thing looked like a monster truck. It just flew through the air. I'm like, holy crap! Can I throw up in your bathroom? That, that was terrible. That, that thing was in the air. I mean, a, a couple other guys did it too. They touched the apron and the car explodes. It's like a it, they had a bomb under the front. It was ridiculous. It was just that was kind of a farce in my eyes, but. Um, just so silly, guys going out there and wheel hopping at any given time. And it's funny to see wheel hop. And- Let me tell you something about wheel <laughs> hop. Okay, it's funny because they ha- they all have their eye racing. They all have their coaches. They all have everybody. Okay, but when they came to wheel hop, they were totally freaking lost. And man, they, if you ever talk to a street stock driver, especially around here, oh, we live. We by know <laughs> what wheel hop is about. Okay, I used to wheel hop so bad when I first started that you could see on videotape the left rear tire. Going up and hitting the trunk lid. Boom, 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 yeah, boom, ax- boom. What's funny is the axle tube used to slap the bottom of the frame rail. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> the axle tube, yeah. Seriously, the straight light axle. And the only way to drive out of that and that day nobody figured out is you have to keep pressing on the brake, but you actually have to give the car a little bit of gas. Don't give away industry secrets here. That's what it that's what <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm not in there. Yeah, you gotta kinda roll the throttle or burp the throttle. Yeah, get the rear end instead of let, everybody else is oh man, you gotta let off the brake. No, you don't let off the brake. The rear end is still trying to catch up with the, the engine with is, the power. Yeah, the engine is still acting as a brake because you're not in the throttle. Yeah, and then you get and the once t- the car's hopping, it's already gonna keep hopping. It's so. gonna keep hopping until another force acts upon it. Mm-hmm. So letting off the brake isn't gonna do anything, okay? Applying drive to the you rear wheels. You have to apply drive to hit, yeah. to 
to give a reaction. Every op, every reaction has to have an equal and opposite reaction. This is simple fucking science, motherfucker. <laughs> so maybe somebody's learned something today. So uh, like if they I said, listen to this podcast, they could have figured out how to get out of wheel hop. Oh God! You have to drive your way out of it. You have to when give we... a little bit of throttle. I was telling Brent. I remember when Brent first drove a street stock. What do I do when I get wheel hop? You actually have to keep the brake the same, and you just have to modulate it with a little bit of throttle. It works like a charm, let me tell you. Because when we got the uh, disc brakes in the rear with the open diffs, everybody had every it. single person wheel hop the first Except day. Except for me and me, because I just rolled the throttle in Not as me, soon as I felt the thing break I'm loose. I'm a fucking legend. That's okay? true. <laughs> but I actually didn't have a problem because we did the rear brakes pretty it's well. Funny on is that, I, I set Jesse's rear brakes up absolutely perfect, and I struggled with my own. Go figure. Uh, so I after that I believe it was did Sheldon Creed win the truck race? Yes. Yes, I would like to have a refund. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> Sheldon Creed won the truck race, right? Uh, yes, he did. Okay, this is getting into the section that I didn't watch, and I'll tell everybody why. I have to admit it for a moment. I did not watch the truck race or the cup race on Sunday because I was sitting in the lobby of a CarMax up in Hartford because my Subaru pissed me off to the point where I could not stand it anymore, and I only had a few months left of paying on it, and I said, you know what? I'm done. And I, I literally overnight said, we are getting rid of this thing. On Saturday, I said, we're done. Went there on Sunday, sat there for like six hours selling and buying a new car. And I came away with a 2017 Cherokee that is sweet. So, yeah, I didn't get to watch the races. <laughs> and, yeah, I went all over the place today, so I couldn't catch up on them. So I'm basically just saying, okay, Sheldon Creed won the truck race. I bet that was kind of the same deal as the Xfinity race. Yeah, it was. You know, uh, uh, it was funny. Uh, you got to listen to the call. I wish I had this call. Okay. The guy's like, they're going into one little late race start. I can't remember if it was this truck race or the Xfinity race. Oh, Xfinity race was a shit was, show. He's like, oh, they're wrecking ahead of you. Oh, car's coming back on track right. Car right. Oh, they're wrecking in front of you. Still wrecking. Still, still, still wrecking. wrecking. <laughs> that was the Xfinity and race. And he's just like, still wrecking. <laughs> they were seven wide oh, yeah. through the first turn, which was hilarious. Stop laughing. I know. <laughs> and then I believe Chase Elliott won the cup race at the Daytona road course. And I know that uh, I know that Ryan actually did pretty well. He got some stage points one stage, and then I believe they pit, and he ended up in the 20s and then finished in the 20s. So it's like he drove his way up to like 7th, and then he was like 11th, and then he was like 23rd, and then like race over. Yeah, so I'm like, oh. Something that, happened where Ryan Priest said, pitted, and then he got screwed because he pit. Yeah, his pit crew brought him out late yet again. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> How defeating is that for a driver, for especially young drivers, trying to do he's the best he be can s- in these. You know, the guy's... <laughs> You know, oh, doing, the, you know, driving his heart out every single race, you know, and it's just his his team lets him down. A, a really <sighs> inopportune moment, just every like usual. Time. But anyway, you know what? It, do you want to add our patent, our now patented, um, crappy rumor that we heard that might bite a, that might bite Ooh. us in the ass? Ooh, what is it? I'd heard, and this is again purely speculation and rumor with probably no truth behind it, but I just kind of like to see. <clears throat> I just like to throw these out into the wind just to see if they take flight. Do uh, it. I'd heard Go that, crazy. Well, I'd heard that Ryan might lose his cup ride at the end of the year. However, he might... <gasps> no, 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 no. This might actually work out better for him. He might... This is, the, again, a purely speculative rumor. He might go to the 98 Stuart Haas Xfinity car next year. That's, again, the weirdo rumor that I heard this week. So there's our patented weirdo rumor of the week. So you think he'll be a Stuart Haas uh, protege driver? I've been hearing weird rumors about him and Tony and uh, Harvick being buddies. And uh, they might appreciate his talent on the short track levels, and they might be trying to backdoor him into the cup team uh, when Harvick retires. Meme it. Meme it possible. Meme <laughs> it Meme in it possible, kids. Make it a meme. Again, these are just purely speculative rumors that I hear and down the middle. His name is John Cena! 
<laughs> yes. <sighs> that I again, I just hear through the grapevine, and I have absolutely no truth behind them. But I like to throw weird rumors out there. So hey, take it and run. Whatever. You didn't hear it from me. I heard it from. Yes, you did. Else. If you heard it first, it's from here. Because we have great imagination. Yeah, because I'll make a million dollars off of that one. Pfft, nope. So let's close this show out with um, a final farewell to Myrtle Beach Speedway. Because I know somewhere deep down in my heart, I still love you. <laughs> this is poor. Way to take this one in a different direction. <laughs> Lost another one, bro. And we lose another one. I guarantee we're losing winner or we're, we're losing listeners here. <laughs> I'm supposed to be saying goodbye to a racetrack, and it's a famous racetrack, and then Jesse hits me with this. Great. Any anyway, it's sad to see a racetrack close. It really is. I, we're literally the last of a dying breed. Like, short track racers are just... There's getting fewer and fewer. Those racetracks are getting fewer and fewer. Unless you race on dirt, and then you're pretty good. Um, but it's it's just ridiculous. And they lost Myrtle Beach probably because of... Land development. Land development That's all again. it is. It's just land development. Right, because Look at the economy the... in Myrtle Beach ever came back from the last, you know, five hurricanes, okay? You know? Hey, Mer- the Dirty Myrtle is a great place to party, I guess, but come on, you know? Fucked up repugnant shit. I'd rather party in the parking lot of a racetrack with a cracked open beer and a big cooler. But I guess these people don't see it that way. The land is worth more than the tr- than the racetrack as a racetrack, and so they're selling it. Be- I don't know. I hope it has so many EPA problems that they never get the project off the ground. And they can't do anything with it? Yep. And I just hope, yeah. I guarantee that doesn't happen. If they can't have the race, if they can't have the racetrack, then I don't want nobody to have it. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we should go there and just uh, dump nuclear waste in that cocksucker, okay? Well, then and it just, would never be a racetrack either. Well, then it won't <laughs> he just, be. He's like, we're going to well, salt no one else the can earth. have it. No one can have it. Salt. If I can't have it, no one can have it. Just salt the earth. Yeah. But we should give some recognition to the guy who won the last race there, Sam Yarborough. Thanks for closing it out. I know he did a big uh, Polish victory lap when he won the race and thanked all the fans who were there. and It was a really cool moment. Bittersweet moment, honestly. But, you know, anytime. How long has Myrtle Beach been around? Quite a long time. Uh, I, I didn't really look up how long it's been there, but it's, it's bred a lot of the really – biggest names in nascar so earnhardt jr used to race there yeah now he's gonna have to put it on his fucking show on 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 whatever peacock. it is peak yeah on yeah. cock pee. and <laughs> that and, show you know what and I, I haven't watched it i don't want to watch it i'm sorry i just can't it's, watch you know what i've watched all eight yeah it's a fantastic show Dilner, i'm sure it's Dilner fantastic does a great job junior does a great job i'm sure they did a but great it is job literally it is literally the most depressing television i've ever watched if they have any coldplay life. songs i swear to god nope, i'll hang they myself don't. no they don't have any but yeah i can't it's watch kind you of know a beat i mean do you watch pet videos and then watch get the kitties put down no yeah, do you, you watch dr pole to see them euthanize things yeah i don't want to see k you know them put down kitties all the goddamn time i want to see hope i want to see racetracks coming back from the brink that's what we need we need we need documentaries on racetracks coming back from the brink and giving the finger to all the fucking Karens that complain about the noise ordinance and shit. That's what's up. Start. It makes me angry. Cause guess what? You know what? Now they're gonna either have no cars or they're gonna go race out in the street. You don't want that. They had to do that and the, they got away with it in the fifties. They had to build racetracks to keep get them off the street. I'm going crazy. I'm Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get some help. I'm trying. I know. For real, though. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We might all have to go dirt racing. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, I wouldn't mind, as long as we're racing. But, you know. Hello, Ackman! Oh, God. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. I am am all done for today. That was a downer. Anyway, you can find the show on any major podcast platform. Share it with your friends. Give us some feedback, for God's sakes. God damn it! And uh, you can find our show on Instagram. I 
again, I push the Instagram because I like doing those pictures because I like being creative. You can find it on Instagram at Making Labs Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Labs Podcast. If you want to hit me up personally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Gleason01. 01's my car number. And maybe I will actually race soon. When are you going to race at Stafford? I got the money together to go get the engine sealed. I just got to get some time to get it up there. Oh, yeah, that's right. You bought Catfish Hunter. That's going to be. Yeah, I bought a new car. Yeah, the Jeep Cherokee. It's going to cost me 50 extra bucks a month. So, yeah. Told you should have got a Forerunner. They didn't have any, and they're (laughs) too expensive. (laughs) Don't Uh, make fun of my car. Hey, I bought domestic this time, kids. Come on, give me a little bit of a credit. It's made in Mexico. It's still a domestic company. Come on. Oh, what do you think? A Toyota is built with all American parts? Give me a break. More American parts than a fucking It's built by American workers. Or a Ford. Toyotas are made by American workers. Yeah, I know, but they're too expensive. Can't afford it. Anyway, you can find some links to our show on GleasonBrosRacing.com if you got no idea on where to find it on podcast platforms. And I'll be racing maybe someday. I offered him an engine, but he hasn't come taking it yet. I only got a month to go. I'm going to wait until (laughs) last-minute panic, which should be tomorrow. Right. To go get it, but I have a truck in the way with a fuel tank and part and... (laughs) Life is in the way of racing. Literally, because it's in front of my door and I can't get the race car out of the garage because there's a truck in front of it with the fuel tank out of it and I'm replacing everything fuel related because it's a rust pile of shit. Yeah, but the truck is pretty badass if you get it fixed. So Yeah. It is. That's why I'm doing it. So, anyway, thank you all for listening. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! It's me. Hey, boy. You want to close the show, you could, bud? You can find me at the Looney Bin down, you, you can know. Find me at podcast, um, Angry <laughs> Very good. That's where you can find Raji on Angry Birds. And more Angry Birds games. That's right. Bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Or next week. Uh, anyway, next week. keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. You stay out of the fence. But how do you stop their claw? Claw?